Hello, I'm Michael Depp, editor of TV News Check, and I'm with Justin Fromm, head of research for LG Ads, for a very special edition of Talking TV, where we're talking about the Great Pumpkin. Talking TV is made possible by Making the Media, a podcast from Avid exploring the forces that shape the media, news, and entertainment business. The latest episode tackles the subjects of diversity and inclusion within the TV industry. Host Craig Wilson talks with Deborah Williams, Executive Director of the Creative Diversity Network in the UK. Making the Media is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and other podcast platforms. Welcome, Justin. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's great to be here with you. Thank you for being here. It's timely and important because I could not resist when this topic came through my inbox today, addressing the issue of it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, which will be airing on PBS on October 24th. Um, a special that I grew up with, many people who watch and listen to this podcast will be well familiar with and grew up with themselves. I'm glad you came back, Sally. Once you sit here in this pumpkin patch and you'll see the great pumpkin with your own eyes. We're talking not as an exercise merely in nostalgia, but because um, there's sort of an interesting transitional moment that is important for broadcasters to note in the airing of this show. Um, and now this is, viewers may remember that that last year, uh, Apple TV bought the rights to the Peanuts specials and so um, moved them all onto the streaming exclusively. And there was a great hue and cry that you couldn't watch this on broadcast anymore. Um, Apple conceded and, and gave it over to PBS to run last year along with the Christmas special. Um, that's still going to be the case this year. But in so doing, something critical, it kind of made us all take a step back and look at something has happened with some inflection point, perhaps with streaming, that now uh, th these, these cultural touchstones that we had, like It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, um, perhaps no longer, well, and it had not been doing so great for quite a long time on, on, on broadcast, didn't it? So why don't you kind of set up the... Um, the dynamic here that was going on with The Great Pumpkin. Sure, sure. So uh, it's really great to be with you. Um, I've been doing media research and for uh, 15 years now. Um, a lot of it in support of ad sales organizations, um, kind of helping you know, advertisers understand what's happening in the landscape. Um, and that's certainly the case in my role here at LG Ads where we talk to advertisers exactly about what you're talking about, right? What's happening on linear and how, you know, Americans are going beyond linear television to streaming and just how much that has become the cultural touch point to your point exactly. Um, and uh, I think, you know, to your point, uh, we were discussing just before we, we taped kind of how long these, these programs have been on, right? You know, 1966 for the great 1966 Pumpkin. right and and peanuts has been a weekly comic strip was a, was a weekly comic strip for 50 years before charles schultz um ended it uh, when he retired um it's a cultural touch point for americans uh, of all ages i got five pieces of candy 
I got a chocolate bar. I got a quarter. I got a rock. And it really was a special that brought families together um, on a television network, whichever one it was was airing on. Um, most recently, it was on ABC, as you noted before, it went to, to Apple TV+. Plus. And it was a consistently, you know, strong pull for, for the network. Um, and specials have always been really important. And they've actually, you know, were more important in the past couple of years and, and really continue to be important just as sports, live sports is incredibly important to live television these days because it tends to draw big audiences. And lots of times it draws the audiences who are not regular viewers of those networks. Mm -hmm. It's a great opportunity for networks to promote their content. Um, you know, the networks are the biggest advertisers on their own air. They spend more of their own inventory from a kind of a value standpoint, promoting their own shows to keep folks in the loop um, and in-house. So to your point, the idea of giving up a special like this, which is a family special, a kid's special, as you noted, it's it's what we grew up watching. We waited, um, you know, looked forward well, to yeah, there, there, there specials. Is there's something, the word special itself that we still use it, it's sort of adorable, but but denotes something of the potency of these kinds, they are exceptional moments on TV. It's a great pumpkin. He's rising up out of the pumpkin patch. I know as a child growing up and watching this, it was in, it was not at all separable from the linear nature of TV as well and from the, the, the bookends that would come on denoting it was a special and then the commercials that would be specific to that year's iteration because it was annualized. It was something we came back to in a ritual fashion. On the next True Pumpkin Story. What was it like working with Linus on the Great Pumpkin? One word, diva. I believe acting is about more than just saying. In cashing a check, People watch The Great Pumpkin to see Snoopy, not to see you do Macbeth in a pumpkin patch. I said, fine, you don't like it, we'll get Pigpen in here and you can do the scene with him. Two legends come together for the biggest Halloween event of all time. It's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, tonight, 8, 7 Central on ABC. So how much of that, I, I know that, that, that uh, the audience for Great Pumpkin had dropped quite a bit. Uh, it wasn't pulling in, the, it had been declining since 2015. Um, just how bad was that decline and, and what does that tell us? So the truth is it was pretty much a relative decline. It was declining at the same kind of rate as, as other programs on air. And this was airing on ABC at the time. Um, you know, I think it, it was one of the reasons why it was a real surprise to folks when it, you know, the content moved to Apple TV plus, um, because it didn't fall off a cliff as you might expect it to. I mean, children's television has been hit hard by streaming, um, right? Ever since we were kids, TV's been kind of, you know, my, uh, parents' favorite babysitter, I will admit to that myself. Um, but now TV, of course, comes in all formats and on all screens. Um, and young people these days don't have to wait around. And in fact, they don't really understand the concept of waiting around to watch something. Um, and so that's been a huge challenge across um, linear television. Um, but I think that the, the decline had been kind of fairly, you know, um, consistent with what the broadcast linear networks and linear television overall had been seeing. Um, and, 
you know, I think the, the question is you know, whether the networks had kind of given up on kids television, whether it was really an opportunity to draw families or if the target for kind of, you know, their promotions, their own house ads really was no longer that audience. They needed to keep those core viewers, 18 to 34, 25 to 54, um, coming into kind of the content that they wanted to make sure that they had and make sure they were aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, it is absolutely curious. So advertisers, they look at the what specials remain on the air for directed to children now. Are they far less interested? Is it far less appeal for them, given that we can access these things in any kind of multiple streaming pathways? I mean, I don't think it's necessarily um, the, the kids' target audience in particular that advertisers kind of think about when they are moving their dollars to um, CTV and streaming. It really is the ability to target particular audiences. So if you were advertising on a program for kids in the holiday season, it was often, right, a lot of toys run up to to Christmas. It was always targeted at parents as well. And you can easily find those those, uh, consumers and those Americans across streaming these days, really reaching them very specifically um, Mm -hmm. with audience-based buying. And and I think that's what's, what's, what's a little bit different. At the same time, you know, specials and event television continue to be incredibly important. We looked at, you know, Shark Week um, this year when that aired, because that was in, right, speaking of kind of, you know, longstanding special programming, that was, it was the 30th some odd year of, of Shark Week this year. Um, and that does pull in new viewers. We looked at uh, using our uh, ACR data across our multiple OEMs. Um, we looked at um, the people who tuned in to, to Shark Week um, and whether they had tuned in to Discovery in the 30 days prior. And a large portion of them had not. And what that does is in fact, it, it, a large portion of the folks who are new to Discovery in that time period um, continue to show up in the following weeks. So event programming specials, they do work um, to draw in new audiences. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's really very important, which you know, truthfully, makes it that all that more surprising that this type of special was something that ABC would have let go of. So the message to broadcasters perhaps is to not give up faith in the great pumpkin, even though, even though it may seem like all is lost. They're, they're... I wouldn't say you should wait, just wait like Linus does and have faith. I think we need to put in a lot of, a lot of effort around this. I would make it closer to uh, Charlie Brown Christmas where the team comes together around the small tree and really works to celebrate um, what they have um, and really make sure that the importance of you know, what they're doing, in this case, creating content that draws people together, um, really does succeed. There's no better, better way to end this conversation. Thank you, Justin. Thanks, Michael. Cheers. A new episode of Talking TV is available most Fridays on tvnewscheck.com. You can also listen and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Talking TV is edited by Alyssa Wesley. The music is by Andrew Melinda. And it's produced and hosted by me, Michael Depp. Talking TV is a production of TV News Check.